go ahead and switch the style up And if they hate them, let them hate them Once the money pile up What's up, everybody? Welcome to 40 and Fly. This episode is sponsored by... Just, just kidding. We ain't going to go there today. But Logan Paul, we need some prime up here, bro. <laughs> so look out for us. Um, I'm, in, I'm in here representing the Lake Show. You know how we get down. Yes, sir. Lake Show all day. You, you have a team? It's the Jazz, bro. Oh, yeah. I love the Jazz, too. I love the Jazz, too. But the Lake, Lake, Lake is my squad always. Yeah. Because Magic was my man growing up. Everyone loved Michael Jordan, and I love Michael Jordan, but Magic was always my guy. Yeah. Um, I remember I, the videos. Used you to remember watch the videos? videos? <laughs> Showtime. Showtime. I think the reason why I like Magic Johnson so much, though, was because I just loved how he involved everybody. I, lo- I love that he was, like, really good at assists, and he always did assists with flair. Um, yeah, I just, I just love the showmanship and, um, yeah, I'm really big on that. This is kind of, I'm really big on that. I, I, even when I play ball, I love sharing the rock. There's no better feeling than a dope ass assist. Mm. That's for sure. And shit, we carry that through life right now. <laughs> you know, we always trying to get a nice, ooh, nice assist to, uh, people we care about, people we love. And we actually do that for a living running a gym. Oh, uh, we had a meet this week, uh, Pacific Northwest championships. It's actually the biggest meet we run every year. Oh man, that's fun. Meats are my favorite. Meats are my absolute favorite. You know, I, I haven't been cleared to go back to the meat yet, the to big crowds yet. You know, I, I'm watching on video, and I, I just the meats are my favorite, just because you know how hard everybody's been working, and then to have now that I have this opportunity to express all their hard work in front of all their friends and family. One of the greatest compliments that 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 we can receive as hosts of these meets is when people say that was the funnest time I've had in a long time. That's for sure. That's the greatest compliments. When you, when you, when you come into the gym, we say our goal is to be the best part of your day, every day that you come in. And when you come to the meets, our goal is to make sure that you've had, you've had so much fun, you know, competing. Cause that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Well, it was amazing, man. I mean, the devs clients kicked ass. Molly's clients kicked ass. All of our team team members yeah. kicked ass. PRs all across the board. PR, state records, few national records. It was good. It was a fun. Our fun sister beat. Joe, Joe Tina, five hundred and twenty nine pounds to to break the <laughs> national deadlift record on her first meet. meet. That was insane. Yeah. We do. She we knew she's always been strong. She we, she we we could never get her to compete though. Yeah. Just because I don't know. I feel like I feel like Joe. Well, that's my sister, Joe Tina. We, her name is Joe Tina. We call her Joe, Jojo. But I feel like Joe um, was hesitant to compete because. I mean, why don't you think Joe competed earlier? No, I think she just she probably just didn't have maybe confidence in the lifting aspect of it. I know she was. Struggling. Oh, her squats. Her squats were struggling. That's so right. Before she, we even started the, her prep for the meet, she couldn't even squat with a barbell. She could never squat, even when we were kids. Yeah. She's we were really we, stiff in the ankles. She was hips. always super stiff. Yeah, yeah. we she, we had to box guard her all the time. <laughs> yeah, and like anytime we do, we, you know, anytime we try to do mobility work with her, she was like, "Fuck that, <laughs> I'm not doing that shit." I'll never be able to squat. And then I remember she used to be like, "No, I, I don't think I'll be able to squat. Um, my hips are just messed up. It was always or, her knees, dude, or my knees, knees are always yeah, in pain." Like, no, and me and Dev would always tell her like, "Your knees are never gonna get better unless you learn, learn how to, to squat. squat." Yeah, once you learn how to squat, your knees will get better. And um, Dev actually really coached her, coached her to get her to be able to squat below parallel. And, you know, people don't understand how fucking hard it is 
to teach somebody to oh, squat yeah. below parallel with a bar on their back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because now you're dealing with shoulder mobility. Shoulder, yep. Right? T-spine. It's all, all of the above. All of the above, and, man. It's like the ultimate flex in terms of mobility. Yeah. Being able to squat below parallel clean. Clean, yeah. Right? So, um, and she couldn't, no way, dude. Yeah. She was good morning all the way down. Well, and the funny thing is our goal was just to squat. 135 in her first meet. Yeah, and that's we're just right. Like, we're just yeah. going to work on her depth, and then all you need to do is just squat one. Just get some numbers up. Just get numbers just get up. Just get some numbers up, and then we'll and work then, on <laughs> it. And then she ended up breaking the state record, and she squatted 303. So I thought that was a really, really cool yeah, thing. Yeah, to go from squatting zero <laughs> to 303 was <laughs> insane. Yeah, it's, and, it's, and, and she has no knee pain. No knee pain now, ever since she no was No knee pain. She doesn't have any knee pain anymore. She can fill her glutes now. Yep. When yep. she uh, does certain workouts and yep. stuff. She doesn't even have back pain when she does deadlift anymore. Oh, yeah, man. All it's that's just, gone. All it just kind of healed just, her up. It's just really cool how, how that happened. And that's the thing. It, it, here's the thing about the body, man. You use it or you lose it. Yep. Right? So if you're not squatting below parallel or sitting in a deep squat a lot, your body's not going to go there anymore. 100%. And then and then, and then your body's going to fight you to go there because it's scared. I mean, every time I work with somebody who can't squat below parallel or somebody – like I work with a guy who – who um, was getting ready for knee surgery, and um, we had to get his mobility back before knee surgery, and uh, he would pass out. Like even I had him hold on a pole and go below parallel, and he hadn't been in below parallel in so many years that his his nervous system like freaked out, and he like passed out. Like he couldn't breathe, and he would just pass out. Yeah. And um, so part of our programming was we'd have to um, have him just sit in the bottom of a squat until his to let his body know like hey. It's okay. Like, we're safe. Yeah. Right? Because your body's really protective. So it's like, we're safe. We're okay. We're, we can we can be down here without being injured, you know? Yeah. The mental part of the of lifting and getting to those things is, like, is highly underlooked at, I feel like, by coaches. Like, getting people to trust trust those movements. A lot of people have the movements in them. Their brain just don't trust it. Yeah. And so they it's like... It's like a defense system that their brain has created because it's fearful of getting down to that position. It thinks you're going to get injured. It thinks you're going to get hurt because your brain's main priority is either to protect you or to give you what you want. And so that's where you get compensations or you get people stopping too short of what they're doing. And once you get that brain to trust that movement, then usually that solves most of the problems. Yeah, for sure. So once you get – so our our main goal with anyone like my sister or anyone who has issues with that is just to get their brain to trust it first. Mm -hmm. Really important. And and you work from there. That's really important. And nobody ever talks about that. No. no. Right? Nobody ever talks about that. People are always like, um, you know, just put your heels on some plates. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, stretch. You know what I mean? It's like, and they're fighting all these things. And all you had to do was just get the head right, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mobility on its own, those stretching on its own. It's not usually the answer. It's, you got to get the brain right. And then the other stuff will supplement. Yeah. Because it don't matter how much you brain. What, what, What do they call it? Uh. I'm not going to get too scientific on it, but there's this thing where your brain will tighten you up more. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it like doesn't matter fight, how much stretching you do. It might not seem like it, but it's always fight or flight. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you get into those weird, uncomfortable positions for your brain. so I think the same thing happens with sumo, too. Mm. I think a lot of guys that try to go to sumo and try to open their hips up and stuff like that, they struggle with that, mm. like getting that proper mobility for sumo, and that's why we, we just stick with conventional, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, squatting, I, I, she did amazing. And I honestly... Anyone who knows who's been through that process of having to like squat to depth and prepare your body to squat to depth when you've never been able to do it before understands how tough that process is. It's not easy. Because having that bar on your back 
on top of hitting below parallel is super, super, super hard. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people don't understand that because then you got to, you know, clear up those top areas too, find the right grip that works for your mobility, but then you can keep a tight shelf. It's a process, man. So super proud of her. Super proud of everyone. We've had a lot of other people that's competed that's worked through those processes yeah. to get there. And, uh, and and the funny thing is, every single time we can get somebody to do it, their knees are always better. Oh, yeah. So that's why I always think it's funny is when somebody is like complaining about their or... knees or, or they're saying, oh, we're going to quarter squat. Yeah. Like... They create these variations like oh, like Joel Seedman. Oh. We're going to quarter squat. That's where the body naturally wants to be. <laughs> it's like, no, fuck off. You just don't want to take the time to, to train clients to get below. It's hard, man. It's hard. Same thing with the football squat. Yep, yep. Fuck your football squat, yeah, dude. Like, sports squat, whatever the fuck The sports squat. Yeah, Come sports on, squat. Man. That's where the, when you stand there like a linebacker, you're in a quarter that, squat. You never are in below parallel. You're never squat. there. I was like, oh, you I, forget. I, you got to dip corners motherfucker yeah, you got to you, you got to run have, run hoops like sports is a 360 thing dude like there's no but there's no such thing as this quarter that's position a, that's a whole nother vlogcast yeah bro. i don't want to get we'll go it. off on yeah, that shit yeah yeah we don't yeah let's not go there <laughs> these guys don't want to take they, the time to they, teach their athletes to get below parallel but here's the thing if you work on it and and and, and study it, like how to get them there trust me dude it's easier than you think but a lot of you guys don't have the right protocols because you're not starting with the brain first. Yeah, yeah. You're not starting. You get to the brain first, you can get there. Yep. Right? And here's the thing. Yeah. Your guy can squat. Your guy can quarter squat 700 pounds. Right? Yeah. And then his confidence level is just high. And then he can play at a high level. But that's why you work with variations. You can yeah. have a quarter squat with 700 pounds. Then you can have a below parallel squat with 400 pounds. Who cares? Now you have variations that you can improve the strength on over time, yeah. and you combine those two, and you created a fucking monster. That's how we create monsters at our gym. Yeah, that's how we create beasts at our gym because we don't we don't put we don't we don't box ourselves in like that. You know what I mean? And and a lot of times people think, oh, private sector, you have everyone one on one, you have time with everyone. No, the majority of our athletes are in groups. Yeah, and the majority of our athletes are paying out of their own pockets or their mom and dad's pockets so they have a short amount of time where we got to get them right and yeah, get them we, to be able to do things. Yeah. So, yeah, we're taking – through the high school, do you guys know how many high school kids we've got to squat below parallel? And do you know how many we start with every season that can? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're talking about little spider monkeys, dude, their knees touching and shit. Oh, my God. Elbows all whapped, whapped, whapped out. Looking oh, like straight uh, Willermo del Toro. Willermo <laughs> del Toro. Freaking Pan's Labyrinth. Scary movies. <laughs> yeah, man. Pan's Labyrinth. Some oh, damn Harry what? Potter characters, dude. <laughs> oh, and then the thing is, it's like we went through years. We went through the elevator hills. We went through yeah. this. We went through that. Nah, man. Nah, that ain't, that ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and we now we've. We just we're lucky because um, the high school allows us to get them early, yeah, and then we can build them from the bottom up. But um, yeah, man, we've done it over and over and over again. So if we can do it, then a lot of you pro coaches or guys who are working with elites out there in in big cities, man, there's no excuse, man. I think everybody should be able to squat below parallel, and uh, it'll help it'll help them more than hurt them in the long run. Oh yeah, right, especially with all the knee injuries and Achilles problems that are going on right now. You know, guys are forced to bend in positions they're not training in. So, yeah, you gotta have those movement options, man. You limit the movement options as a coach; they're gonna be movement options, yeah, bro. You, that's you, fire. You limit the movement like options; that. you're gonna limit their ability. As simple as that. I like that movement options. That's cool. Um, 
Let's see, you, you watch some webinars without me because I ain't heard that one. That. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, man. Um, I, hey, you know, just just squat. If you can't get there, you know, find a coach that'll help you get there. Yeah. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth this waiting go yeah, for everybody. Any yeah. kind of whether you're powerlifting or not, it's worth it. So, but yeah, back to the meat. The meat yeah. was fucking amazing, man. I mean, energy was high, high energy as usual. Lit. Yeah, it, 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 it was lit, man. I, I like I said, I love seeing everybody compete and go hard. Here's the thing, too. You know, I, everyone was messaging me from the last uh, vlogcast about my thoughts on progress um, over numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's been the hot topic of the gym since been the hot last topic. one. It's been a hot topic, you know. And, like, and when I say everyone, I just mean everyone who watches this. I don't know. <laughs> and then people talk, and then they come back and talk. But I think, and, and there's some people that are super stubborn still. You know what I mean? But let me talk to you guys about this. Competition, the meat is totally fucking different than the gym, guys. Yeah. I don't know how many times I got to explain this to people. But people are, are, their ego is just so strong, man. It's like the gym is not game time. No. All right. It doesn't matter if you train with kilos, if you train in a competition bench. It doesn't matter if you, you know, how much volume you've had or how many max efforts you've had. Game day is different. Always. Right? You're going to do your best to train your ass off to mimic the conditions of game day, but you never can do it. Mm -hmm. It is near impossible, right? But you're going to do your best. But the moment you start comparing training and game Mm -hmm. day or thinking that they're going to be exactly the same, that's where you fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's just like you can do so many scrimmages in practice, in football practice, right? Or in basketball, right? You go in the game. It's different. It's different, man. I've I've seen I've seen people, including myself, who would do really good at practice in football or in basketball and then go to the game and, and just not be as fluid and, yeah. and you know and, really and struggle. Yeah, struggle a little bit, you know. And so I, I just really want people to understand it's not the same. Like I remember um, you know, my clients I had a client that's hitting big numbers, they're kicking ass in the gym, and then you kinda know like see see me, when I call numbers, I factor in everything, right? How many injuries did you have throughout the training mm-hmm. cycle, right? Um, were you sick? Are you mm-hmm. cutting weight? How have you done in your past meets? What what was your last PRs? You know, all those little, all those little factors in there. You know, a, a lot of people will be like, "Why well, why are your numbers so conservative?" You know, I've actually been asked this over the through the years for powerlifting. People will be like, "Why do you care about nine for nine? Why do you always have conservative numbers?" Like even other coaches from other teams were like, "Your people are all your people are always uh, um, hitting PRs and stuff like that." But you know, I've noticed that what do you call? It? They're not as big. Right or they're not or they they should be hitting this by now or this by now depending on the athlete right mm-hmm. but I think what it is is like my goal is to get you the PR right mm-hmm. like my goal is to get you the PR so someone will always ask me Vic why are you so conservative and then they'll go to the meet and then fucking miss a second attempt that they've hit million times in training yeah or they'll jump to a a, a weight that they that they've had in their mind for so long and, and miss it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm conservative because I'm factoring in meat conditions. Because yeah. I'm factoring in game day conditions. You guys got to remember, the game day is different. Until you have been to, until you get to that certain level, mm-hmm. right? And there's very few people on that high level where they can go to game day and transfer everything over without any hiccups. Yeah. Right? But that takes a long time, even in any, in any fucking sport. Yeah. So you got to respect the game. 
yeah, according to my calculations, you know, I, I hit I hit uh, 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 575 for eight reps, and that equals, you don't know, motherfucker, that, that don't equal shit. Not on game day. Not on game day. Nothing equals nothing on game day. You don't day. know how you're going to wake uh, that, That's why you, how many how many coaches are coaching in auto-regulation? How many coaches are using RPE, mm-hmm. right? Rate of perceived exertion, like meaning how you're feeling that particular day and time. Yeah. You don't know if you felt sick the night before, you were overworked, maybe you under ate for the week, you had a stressful day at work. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe your girlfriend's fucking cheating, treating you like shit. You know, or you or you caught or you caught your boyfriend sliding up in some other bitch's DMs and shit. <laughs> you never know, really right? Like stuff happens, like every from day to day. That's that why, you, yeah, yeah. That's why coaches program that stuff that that rate of perceived exertion. That's why they program percentages. Below your normal percentages, so they say start your training weights with eighty five or ninety percent, eighty five percent, and then work off of those percentages mm-hmm. to account for daily stressors. So you guys can understand that like game day is another day, yep. and you don't know what that day is going to be, especially motherfuckers who cut weight. Oh yeah, oh bro, that's that brings in a whole myriad of shit that can fucking they fuck can your day wrong. up. Yeah. It's like oh the cut was great, motherfucker, you was eating nothing. <laughs> You know what I mean? You weigh 110. <laughs> you're eating nothing. You know what happens to a 110-pound person that eats nothing <laughs> for a day Jeez. or two? Oh, man. That's pounds, dog, dropping off the total. And you, and I don't you, care who you are, bro. And a lot of these guys that have been cutting and come back, they on the sauce. <laughs> they on barbecue sauce, honey mustard. <laughs> ranch. Ranch dressing. They on all the sauce. Blue cheese. <laughs> Blue cheese. <laughs> So come on, man! You guys, you guys, stop, stop fucking watching YouTube and comparing yourself, man. Like, learn how to filter out the fluff. You gotta be able to separate it. You got to. You gotta Game day is another really day. You there's so many variables involved. It's like, and then and then here's the thing. That's why my numbers, when I call numbers, they're auto regulated, right? Mm-hmm. I have my goal numbers for you, which will always be for the fucking PR, yeah, right. And then we'll always make sure that they're close enough. To kitchen hot numbers. Yeah. So we call them kitchen hot numbers, meaning the kitchen's hot. Feeling We're good. going for them fucking big dog numbers. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go smash. You wanted that 500-pound fucking bench? You're going to get that shit today if the kitchen's hot. The kitchen's, yeah. Right? If the kitchen's hot, we're going to cook. Right? So I, we set that up that way. Everything's auto-regulated that way. But we always go for the PR first. PR first. Exactly. Number one, because we got to add to that total over time. Right, so you hit all the numbers. You hit all the numbers you want next time, motherfucker. Let's just say you hit all the numbers today. Yeah, that you wanted. Well, you know you're competing again <laughs> next year. Yeah, right, and the year after. <laughs> you know, so still gonna be numbers to hit no matter what, motherfucker. They're always gonna change. Yeah, a good a good example of this was Martin in the last meet. He uh, his deadlift PR for the meet from the last meet we did a year ago was only like five. 30 right but he's been well over 600 during training but i opened him up you know at low like five we just opened up with the pr because i knew he had it because it was so easy yeah. but he's like man i want to open up closer to six and I'm like no no we'll just we'll get the pr first get that pr first and then if it looks fast we, we'll go for it we'll, we'll, we'll get to top well yeah. 545 flew up like nobody's business so i jumped into 606 606 flew up that was a, another pr kitchen was hot kitchen was hot kitchen we went was to hot. Six, then we went to 630 and he, and he ate that up Easy money. Ate that up. Yeah. So sport, was, sport kid. You turned into you one of my favorite lifters, man. You turned into one of my favorite lifters, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna it. lie. And seven hundred ain't too far now. Nope, ain't too nope, far off nope. for you, brother. It's there. I think. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that's that's the key. And here's the thing. I feel like my job 
as a coach, and I've expressed this to to Deb and Molly and our other coaches, should be to should be okay. Here's year one where you started with us, right? Yeah, right. And here's year two. Look how far you fucking come, right? Yeah, yeah. just huge add additions. Oh, here's year three. Here's year four, right? And then all of a sudden you just see like, dude, I've a fucking. 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds stronger on every fucking lift. Yeah. Right? Like, that's my goal. Right? And so, I, if, if I'm over here chasing numbers, and you missing them in meets, yeah. and then your total's not going anywhere, well, shit. And the only total that matters is the total you're hitting the meet. Yeah. Right? We don't care about your gym total. Yep. yep. I see people posting that. They're, 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 gym total. They don't give a fuck about your gym total unless you don't compete. <laughs> if you don't compete, then hey, shit. Post you know? that gym total. But I mean, but then if you do want to post it, hey, fucking post it, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not hating on that shit. I'm just saying. Just can't you know? compare the gym total to the meat total. Yeah, If that's you're it. a competitor, especially if you're a competitor. If you're a competitor, like, yeah. just don't. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. And And whoever you're watching, you're not him. Yeah. You're not her. You're you. You are you. You are you. <laughs> I'm yeah. him. Yeah, I think it's, I think, you know, one thing I get it, you know, for a lot of people, it's, it's good to never be satisfied, but you got to appreciate and respect the process as well. You got to, and, man. And, and really, you know, reflect on, you know, every past performance. And as me and Vic as coaches, we do it. We, we, we look back at the past performance. We, we look back at all the training history up until the meet and we're like, okay, this is where we're going to take them. We make sure we get the PRs first and then, Whatever it looks like, then we go from there. By the way, fill out when you guys go to work out. I'm talking to our people. <laughs> fill out the freaking um, questionnaire in the beginning. That small questionnaire that says, yeah. "How was your sleep? How have you eaten? Readiness. How was your mood? Re- your readiness? You yeah, readiness. We, we, the readiness it scores help. helps us, man. It does help because I always look at readiness score, and then some of you guys be skipping that shit. Don't be lazy. <laughs> and I know if you're skipping that, you're skipping accessories, bitch. <laughs> You damn sure are skipping mobility. <laughs> so, you skipping something. Skipping. Call you Skippy. Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, man, that was that, that that was the most beautiful part of the meet. And then our hustle. Well, anything else from the meet? No, just really good job to everybody. Thank you for everybody. Oh, that came University out. of Oregon. University of Oregon powerlifting team is competing. Oh, this weekend. Yeah, this yeah, weekend. We got the Texas Strength System Oregon. Uh, Texas Strength System. Champion. They call it the Oregon Championships this weekend. Yeah. It's a USAPL meet. Different USAPL meet. Yeah. But all the kids that have been, you guys have seen, if you're at night, you've seen the Oregon powerlifting team come in and train. And uh, there, a lot of those kids are competing this weekend. So you have nothing to do. Yeah. So it's like a college, uh, college competition. Yeah. And yeah. the good thing is, the cool thing about USAPL is it's almost the same as, as USPA, except they use a power bar. They don't have a deadlift bar. It's power bar all the way through. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that's cool because the stiff bars, people say the stiff bar is harder to lift on than the power bar, but really it's just a matter of just getting used to it. Yeah. So like if you compete in the stiff bar, then you, you're you just training on the stiff bar and be just as strong. But if you compete on the deadlift bar, I mean, I, you compete on the deadlift bar, you'll be strong on the deadlift bar. It's just a matter of um, adapting yourself to what you need to do. Yeah, I mean, I think I trained for the meet that I did. I, I only worked deadlift on a regular bar. And then when I went to the meet, it was a deadlift bar, but I didn't really feel that much of a difference. Just the first first rep, and then after that, it felt normal. Yeah, when we got into powerlifting, we didn't even know what a deadlift bar was. Yeah, we didn't know the difference. We just lifted. We just always lifted on powerlifting. Didn't know a bar. Didn't know about benches. First bars we had had the little screws on the end. Yeah. And the fucking next year, the sleeves fall off. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Then we started learning. Okay, now we're like, okay, that's why that bar was $99, and that bar was $300, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So Yeah, um, we learned that a little late, but. 
I mean, yeah. I, honestly, everybody always talks about differences, but I, I really didn't feel, I don't feel that much of a difference, but I guess it's just the mentality thing. I don't know. Yeah, and we'll have variations where we like a stiff bar 1RM or yeah. something, or 3RM, and then, um, you know, it's it's okay. I think I think it just depends on how you pull. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, everybody's different. I'm not a, um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a wedge for 10 minutes, slack out my, my life to death type of puller, you know. I'm going to grip and rip that hole, like, that's it, I don't. Yeah. So it just that's why it don't make a difference to me stiff or or um deadlift bar. Yeah. But some people sense. really like to really wedge in there. But if you are a wedger and you are a slack out like a slack out whore, um <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> work on the stiff bar. If you do it on the stiff bar, once you get to the deadlift bar, the deadlift bar, you're gonna feel that you're gonna pull that deadlift bar up to your knees, dude. That's actually I never thought of that. That's a good idea. Yeah, fucking work yeah. your slack out to the stiff bar. That's got dope. Yeah, I actually, I actually and who's saw, watching webinars uh, now without me, dude? No, 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 no. <laughs> so the, I learned this from uh, actually I learned this from watching USAPL guys uh-huh. transfer over to the deadlift bar. Oh, so when I saw USPL guys transfer over to the deadlift bar, I'd see their I'd, I'd see their slack out difference. On both of them, and I'll be like, "Holy shit, that fuck!" And he and they would say, "Oh my gosh, I can pull the slack out of that you fucking deadlift bar. It feels it feels so nice." That's so. dope. And I was like, "Oh well, just tell my guys to train on a deadlift bar. I mean, on a stiff bar. Yeah, and they'll really know how to rip that slack out on a deadlift bar." I can't remember what the athlete was that did it. Pete Rubish, I think it's Pete Rubish. Rubish, yeah, he's one of my favorite. Thank you, Google. We wasn't talking to you. <laughs> um, yeah, Pete Rubish. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, <laughs> she must be interrupting a lot of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but the <laughs> but the college meet this week though, it's gonna be dope. And uh, I've seen uh, we've been watching the boys work hard. They've been doing really. They, they've been busting their ass. So excited to see them uh, get after it this weekend. Yes, sir. And shout out to Texas Strength Systems, yeah. man. You guys have been awesome and supportive of our facility as well, mm-hmm. and uh, helping us with our new transition and stuff like that. So we got some stuff coming from them. Super awesome, super awesome place. Um, let's see. Last week, oh, we had our appraisal last week. The numbers yep. came back hitting. Yeah, it was nice. So the numbers came back hitting, and I, I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to sit there and say like tell you the numbers because it, you know it looks like we're you know. But it was a relief, yeah. It was a relief. It was a good relief. Yeah, it was, it was a good. relief. It, it was. Um, you can breathe a little bit. We could breathe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because when you work so hard on when you work so hard to remodel a place, you know, you want to know that. The value, all the value that you put in and invested, you know, is gonna is gonna um, reap the rewards that you're expecting it to reap. Yeah. So um, when the numbers hit, that's a good feeling, man. And I think this this is on my only my second time, mm-hmm. you know. So first time uh, it, it hit, but not not like we wanted to. This time, you know, I think I had lower expectations, and I had high, you know, so. Um, yeah, when it hit the when it hit the numbers that we wanted, we were really, really, really yep. excited. So you can't go wrong with a triple digit flip, man. Triple well, yeah. digit flip. Triple digit flip. Shout out Pace Morby. Shout out Pace Morby, man. <laughs> Shout out Pace Morby. And Astro flipping, man. Hey. Follow those guys, man. Uh Jamil, I think his name Jamil. is. Jamil. Yeah, I get Pace a lot. Of, we we uh Pace Morby, Jamil from Astro Flipping, those are the guys that really help us out a lot and we we we've worked and learned from. Yeah. In terms of many different things, but I mean they're they're part of my favorite crews for certain projects, mm-hmm. wholesaling, creative financing, stuff like that. But then also um, bigger pockets. Yeah, bigger you know, pockets. You can't go wrong with bigger pockets. Yeah, they really. got good stuff. Yeah, they got great stuff. You just gotta learn how to filter out all the info mm-hmm. and see how it works with you and your area, and that's it. But yeah, the appraisal 
numbers came through and, and um it was uh it was just such a relief to be done with that. Yeah. Man, I don't think I want to go through that for, again for a little while. Cuz I was stressful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. we kind of figured it out. We kind we kind of figured it out though, so. Yeah. We're like at the I feel we're at the you know, junior year of tuition, right? Yeah, junior, junior year of tuition. So then uh, you know, we got a subdivision coming up. Mm. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be another learning process. That'll be our first subdivision. Yeah, that'll be yeah, our first that subdivision. Yeah, and uh, you know, just subdividing, selling off of other properties. So I mean, that's the that's the that, that's the mixed bag part of things. You know, we're we're doing that stuff, and uh, it's actually turned out to be great, man. So far, it's like, but it is stressful. I don't know if it's worth the stress, <laughs> but that's kind of my job now. That's what I do. I'm, I work for To the Moon LLC. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, you thank know, goodness. Because well, these guys run the gym, so we don't. I'll be lo- I get lost. This guy be talking to me about this. Stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah. And I said, go ahead, keep doing. It. <laughs> 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 keep doing that. <laughs> oh, trust me, I think I'd much rather be on the floor sometimes, <laughs> man, coaching, man. Oh, but man, um, you know, we got, we got to back ourselves up, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I say this to everyone all the time. I repeat myself always. It's that uh, you got to diversify, man. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that uh, the Roni Rona. <laughs> taught me when that shit went down is that I had to diversify. I got to diversify because yeah. I was always so big on just like, I'm going to save, I'm going to save up, save all my pennies and pinch my pennies and save up and keep my head down and run my business to the best of my ability. But when someone comes knocking on your door and tells you, you can't run your business that you've worked so hard for. And you know, you've blood, sweat and tears stayed up late nights, busting your ass for man. That really, that's a scary thought. Yeah. You know, and you got to look your kids in the eyes and be like, dude, like I was scared. I was scared out of my mind, man. I've never been through that in my life. And then, you know, as I'm trying to find ways to do it, like we're carrying equipment outside. Like we're the first ones to do that. Mm -hmm. We're the first ones to carry equipment outside to help our clients and make sure that they can keep getting some work in and then stay and we can stay out of trouble. Mm -hmm. Right. But then even then you'd have. Um, all the sheeple down the street freaking yeah, complaining, complaining, sending in yeah. complaints, sheeple calling the police, something. you know, getting all mad and stuff. And I'm just like, dude, listen, what do you guys want me to do? Yeah. You know, we talked to one of the neighbors one time. I said, man, what do you want me to do? This is my livelihood. This is what I do. We're doing our best to keep everybody sanitized. We have time slots. I was going through the whole thing with her. And she's like, I don't care. That's your problem. And I mean, just when someone tells you that, man, and then when the government tells you that <laughs> and they and they treat you that way, man, after you've been open for, what, 10 years, mm-hmm. 8 years, 9 years. It's a scary process. And, and you didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just out of your control. It's like, you're going to do what we say because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's why, I mean, you guys aren't going to see me as much around because I got to be able to, I got to be that, you know, diversified part of, of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and these types of things, like the, these flips, these subdivisions, these these moves that we're making, you know, the crypto, the stocks, all that. Someone's got to pick that up. Someone's got to learn it. And I'm the fastest learner in the family when it comes to stuff like that. Even though Dev is the most book smart, I, I, I feel like I'm the I'm the one. I mean, would you agree well, that I'm no. the one who can pick? Yeah, you're the fastest learner, and I feel like you're you're the best at applying it quickly. Oh, yeah. Like, I can learn something, but when it comes to application, like, it takes me a while. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you know, there's a reason why we picked our positions in this whole thing. Yeah. And well, the one thing Dev helped me out with though is like I was, I'm, I'm not a risk taker, mm. 
And Dev was like, listen, motherfucker, there's a time to take risks. This is now. You ain't risk shit your whole career. <laughs> you just been building the accounts up, making sure that we're all safe. And actually, you know, remember when it went down, Dev and Molly were, uh, go ahead and tell them about that, Dev, how you guys are always like, Vic is fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. So before this whole thing went down, Vic used to tell us, like, hey, we got to prepare for, you know, you never know when the world's just going to shut down, you know. I mean, Molly were like, oh, all right, Vic, whatever, dude. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> always over, oh, you know, we always not, because Vic's always paranoid about things. And Vic's, Vic's one of the, Definitely one of the people that he thinks like ten. He tries to think ten steps ahead. Like if you ever watch those chess movies, like always be five moves ahead. Well, yeah, this fucker is always thinking five moves ahead. <laughs> and he would say these things, and, and he'll bring it up like every once in a while. And this is for years, you know. Like, hey, just make sure we put this away, or we do this, or we should start other. We should start a like just start another business on the side, you know, build some extra revenue streams, you know, you know whatever it is. And then, you know, me and Molly were just like, come on, Vic. Like, the gym's good, dude. Like, it's go- it's growing. Everything's good. Everybody's happy. We're, we're having a good little life here. Like, what, what is there to be paranoid about? And, you know, we, we just kind of, like, make fun of him and shit. And then 2020 hit, and then we're like, fuck. <laughs> it makes us like, I told you, motherfuckers. I told y'all. <laughs> and lucky we had a bunch of side hustles at the yeah, time that yeah. really helped us well, out a ton. You, you had a bunch of side hustles. <laughs> uh, me and Molly, let's be real here. Vic had hella side hustles. This, this side hustle Saved all of us. No man. I mean, I, and I, I sold almost all my I sold all my shoes. I sold everything, man. Like just leading up to it, most of them, and then uh, and then even for some of these deals, yeah, some of these uh, yeah. real estate deals. You know, oh. we needed funding. I was like, okay. Well, then well, the government didn't give us it. We didn't get any of those PPP loans or. We didn't oh see any yeah, we didn't no, so, yeah, no, nah, none of that. No. I was like, oh, we got you small businesses covered. We're shutting down, but we'll take care of you. And we didn't get And we wasn't about to, even though we found some loopholes, we wasn't about to just shut down just to receive a check because we had people that were depending on us. Yeah. We had members that, you know, how they feel and their livelihood. And we felt like health and fitness was like part of the cure. Yeah. So it's keeping people alive and keeping healthy. So like, we just didn't want to, we just... We just and, and and you know what are we gonna do? Just go sit home, collect the check, feel like some fucking lazy piece yeah, of I could, shit. Yeah, we couldn't do it. Like yeah, we talked we about it. We don't run like that. It would just it's just terrible, man. And like, and every time something came up, like, you know, the choices that we made were, were purely we think about like, oh, we could do this, it'd benefit us. But then, then it always came down to the people, and we have so many clients and people that this the gym is their life, it's their sanity, it's their escape from whatever and we're just like we can't we can't do that to them so I remember other gyms were hitting me up like Vic you gotta come with us to the government or whatever and, strike and shit and, and talk talk I was like me come talk no yeah no yeah. That's heck a, yeah. no <laughs> I'm the wrong person man sorry <laughs> then they're like that's how a, do you do this how do you do this situation. people were asking me uh, gym, gym owners were asking me like okay so you're taking your equipment out and nobody said anything to you da, 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 da. I was like no nah. so the other gym started doing it and, uh, and, and you know we were kind of helping them out and stuff when everything started dying down and going back to normal you know I didn't hear from anyone again so that's usually how it goes yeah <laughs> Shady ass gyms, man. That, that, that's what we talk about like, when we uh, we handing out assists everywhere. We hand out assists, man. We, assist we don't everywhere. expect nothing return. Just go ahead and score, bro. You know, just, just go ahead and score, and whatever happens, happens. Oh, Dev surgery. Oh yeah, one more week. One more week. March eighth. Monday. So he's gone Monday though. Yeah. So a week so from today. A week uh, from today, up. he's yeah. uh, he's headed up. We're start, all headed up. Start pre-op and Wednesday's the day, and hopefully I'm able to do some shit after. We're gonna this. get through this, bro. Yeah. We're gonna get through this. So two weeks we'll be up there in P Town. Easy work. Easy work, man. <laughs> We're gonna get through this. We're gonna knock it out. Yeah. So um, you know, we just gotta make sure Doctor Strange is ready to go. 
ready to go do the surgery <laughs> to make sure this guy's on point. Yeah, dude, that'd be nice if it was Dr. Shit. Give me a time stone shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His hands are ready to go. He's ready to go. Um, but yeah, that's big news. So yeah. we just yeah. got last stay strong this last week. Yeah. And then be ready to go. Exactly. It's it's been a great week, so we're excited to um take it on the next week. Yep. Anything else? All right, y'all.